And on this week's show, we'll of course be reviewing the latest episode in Series 8 of Doctor Who, and that is Time Heist. But first, let's have some news. Now, unfortunately, and yet again for the, what, the fifth week running, I think there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We are, uh, are going to have to start a new new uh, round of stuff, aren't we, called Death's Door or something? I know, I know, this is, this is terrible. Um, yet again, uh, we have to report on yet another... Lost to the world of Doctor Who. Uh, this time, Angus Lenny has died at the age of 84. And those of you who can't remember who Angus Lenny is, he played the character of Store in the Ice Warriors and uh, the imaginatively named Angus <laughs> from Terror of the Zygons as well. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, 84. Um, that's a ripe old age, I suppose, isn't it? It is. I mean, this one's, I think, more you can... It's sort of... Less of a shock than perhaps some of the more other ones we've had recently. Well, yeah, which we sort of thought from 80s Doctor Who. This is from the yeah. 60s and 70s. Um, yeah. But I think for people in the UK, he's probably best known, I, I would say, for uh, appearing in the soap opera Crossroads as the chef Shuey McPhee. Yes. Yes, that's what I certainly remember him for anyway. So. <laughs> Certainly gave him a break from rubbish sets, didn't he? He did that, yes. <laughs> Everyone says that the sets on Doctor Who wobbled and the scenery used to swing backwards and forwards. No, it didn't. If you watch Crossroads, it did. <laughs> and so did most of the actors. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out if it was more cardboard, the actors or the back- backgrounds. I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think other people should really know him from as playing the part of Ives in The Great Escape, who was sort of... Um, Hilts, or in other words, uh, Steve McQueen's sort of best friend in the in the Prisoner of War camp, and he's the poor guy who, who cracks and makes a break for it, doesn't he? And gets yeah. shot on the barbed wire. So, um, but also, one thing I've completely forgot about it was also in Six Three Three Squadron as well as uh, Flying Officer Hoppy Hopkinson. Yeah, I had, must admit, didn't place him in that. No, no. But what I forgot, he's the only survivor at the end of the film. Right. The rest of the squadron get killed apart from him. I've completely forgotten about that because he's um, uh, what's his name? Cliff Robertson's co-pilot. Right. So Cliff Robertson dies at the end of the, they get. I think um, Angus Lenny drags him out of the uh, out of the mosquito, and he's he's already dead, and he's the only survivor. So I completely forgot about that until I until I read this little um, sort of a, a bit about him on the Wikipedia. So yes. So but of course he's, he's you know lots of sort of. Uh, Long-running British shows like Zed Cars, Ron Pro of the Bailey, Love Joy, The Needing Line, um, even keeping up appearances as well. Monica the Glen, Monica the Glen, you can understand. It's been set in Scotland, but um, keeping up appearances. Hmm. Hmm. I'm never a fan of that, so I couldn't actually say. Oh, what... No, no. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, another bit of sad news, but um, yeah, so he, he sort of left a sort of quite a, a, a film legacy behind him. Actually, there's some really popular war films. Yeah. He starred in there. So, especially staples from my childhood, anyway. And one of our dinosaurs is missing. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So, uh, yeah, no, another childhood film as well. Crikey. I saw that at the pictures. Did you really? Yeah. Or I remember that was, uh, they kept showing clips of that on that, uh, what was it called? The Wonderful World of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be on Saturday nights. Uh, was it before or after Doctor Who? I can't remember. Um, it probably would have been after, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, God, it's a long time ago now. Blimey, that is a long time ago. Anyway, uh, let's... Yeah, talking about that, actually, the way things are going now, and there's a thing that it's not going to be much that's going to be after Doctor Who on a Saturday night, is there? Not really, no. (laughs) Seeing as we seem to be into an 8.30 time slot from now on. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't know if that's just for next week, or or is that confirmed for the rest of the run? No, seems to be now. I think it's, from what I've seen of it, it's... That seems to be what people are saying now, because Strictly's going to be on first. Mm, that's unusual. Yeah, I mean, I don't, see, I don't see why Strictly needs... Why, you know, they can't fit... Strictly's obviously probably going to be on for a couple of hours. 
and would usually go right up against X Factor. Yeah. Uh, but so, now, so why yeah. Doctor Who couldn't have been on at six thirty till seven fifteen, and then strictly from there till nine fifteen? Maybe, maybe they're, they're worried about spe- the. Uh, I was going to say the, the caliber of dancers this year. <laughs> well, maybe, but it just seems to be that you're really playing around with something's time slot. Yeah. So put in a show. If you're if you're if you're that worried about the show, then perhaps it's time to. Say goodbye. And I'm talking about Strictly here. <laughs> not, not Doctor Who. I'm going to say, move Doctor Who to Monday nights. Perhaps <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Mondays and Tuesdays would be a good start. <laughs> Maybe it would be. <laughs> well, of course, um, as I said, this this goes up against X Factor, directly up against X Factor. Yeah. And it's 8.30 time slot. And it also means that it's um, sort of stretching the definition of a family show. Being on quite so late now. Yeah, and uh, making it later. That's, that's, but that's what yeah. I can't understand. Because really, strictly, I mean, how many? I don't know how many children are that interested in strictly. To be honest, no. And no. you can see that being a more adult orientated program. So why so. is mm. that not on later? Um, no, don't understand. Don't understand. But uh, but of course, that, that, do you know what, I mean, not that, that I'm complaining because it allowed me to watch the full football on Saturday before <laughs> turning over nicely for seven thirty. Yes, but, indeed, indeed. But, whereas uh, a six thirty one would have given me a definite a choice. Bit of a headache, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, this leads very nicely, sort of like talking of shows got up against other shows, and uh, this leads into ratings and stats. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so pleased I got round to this. Though. That, that, that link was gold, Paul. That was absolute gold. Well done. Now, um, for those of you who listened to last week's show, um, we didn't know what the overnight viewing figures were for listeners. <laughs> no, we, we didn't know anything, no, to we didn't. be honest. We, we didn't. As we proved with our predictions. Yes, we were way off the mark, weren't we? Absolutely way off the mark. Um, yes. So <laughs> so we'll, we'll come to um, those figures later. Uh, but first, one thing we didn't report last week was the Robot Sherwood final ratings. Uh, yeah. Which got seven point two eight million viewers, hmm. which was exactly the same as uh, Into the Dalek. Slightly makes you makes you wonder how how scientific these are because they both got the same overnight figures, didn't they? Yes, they did, and the same <laughs> consolidated. It's, it's yeah. just you almost get the feeling they've just got this. They've just got this. They just put these figures into a spreadsheet, and out pops the same answer depending on what you put in <laughs> at the top. <laughs> Well, let's move on to listen then, because um, just just to prove this theory wrong, actually, that got a final consolidated viewing figures of seven point one million. Right. So, um, but it goes on to say here that it means no until now we don't know what the final ratings are for Time House. We'll come to the overnights in a minute. Uh, but at the, at the time it was reported, it means that no episode has yet dipped below seven million viewers. Yeah, I, I, I wonder whether that's... I wonder, I wonder indeed, yes. Because <laughs> what was it What was it in the end? Was it 4.8, was it? The Overnights for It was, Listen? yes. Yes, and what was my 5.6, wasn't it, my prediction? Because I thought it was going up. <laughs> yes, and I went to 5.5, 5, did I? 5.3, 5.5? I, I think 5. I, I don't think you were as optimistic as I no, was. I wasn't. But still wildly optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to what it really was. It was. Um, now, also for Listen, it got an audience appreciation index of 82. It seems to be standard as well at the moment. Yeah, it's it? sort of hovering between the 82, 84 mark right now, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's good. It's good. You know, I mean, it's not, it hasn't dropped below 80 so far, so which is a good sign. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, um, Time Heist, the overnight viewing figures for that were 4.93 million. Yeah, so it's slightly up. Slightly up on the previous overnights. Uh, it was the uh, second most watched program of the day. X Factor, of course, took the lead with 8.4 million viewers. Now, apparently, the Chase Celebrity Special, which went up against Doctor Who on ITV, was third with 4.2. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot in it, really. No. I mean, but, but I suppose you look at it and they say pointless celebrities, which preceded. Uh, Doctor on BBC One only had three point nine, so there was a million people that tuned in yeah. just for Doctor Who, as opposed to were uh, just following up. Well, we, have, we haven't got the tumble effect this week, have we? Because it's oh. finished. Damn. This is this is what it is. Actually, we've we've taken the Mickey out of Doctor Who, but Doctor Who was getting over five million with tumble preceding it. I've taken tumble out. <laughs> oh no! You don't and the it... figures have, have tumbled. Oh dear. 
Oh no, that doesn't be the second series of Tumble. They're going to have to bring Tumble back to prop up Doctor Who. That's what it is. <laughs> oh God, no! Please, no! Please, no! Um, Actually, it'd be interesting to see what having Strictly before it does to Doctor Who's figures next week. Yes, it might sort of give it a bit of a, a bounce, mightn't it? Yeah, you never know. You never know. But uh, but at least this week I um, haven't had to channel the spirit of Huey Green to to bring you to bring you stats this week. <laughs> no, there's one for the kids. Huey Green, crikey! <laughs> right, okay. Uh, no more stats. Let's move on to some other news. Um, the cast or the guest stars uh, for the Doctor Who Christmas special um, have been announced. Or released, I should say. Um, first up, you've got Nick Frost, who you should know from Space, The World's End, Shaun the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and recently seen in a film called Cuban Fury, which sounds a little bit like it was. I think it's like a Strictly Come Dancing sort of thing. Um, yes, he's uh, one of the one of the guest stars. Other one's Michael Troughton, um, who says he's recently returned to acting. Yeah, I think he'd um, given up for a while, hadn't he, or retired? Had he? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then we've got also got Natalie Gomedi, uh, who you know from Coronation Street and um, Strictly Come Dancing. Come dancing. Enough. I, I'm quite pleased about that, actually. For, yeah, for well. one very good reason. She's a very attractive young lady. Um, and then um, someone called Faye Marseille, starring Pride, the White Queen, Fresh Meat. No idea what that is. And Nathan McCullen, seen in Misfits and Casualty. Yeah. Mm. So, And it will be written by Stephen Moffat. It's not surprising either for a Christmas special. Not really. Uh, now, apparently, it's been written. I, by... I'm actually more interested in, in the fact of Michael Troughton, to be honest. Yes, same here. Quite nice to yes to have him there. Yes. So, um, hmm. Yeah. Well, they released a little sort of photograph of the um, the actors' chairs, didn't they, with the names on the back? Yeah. Well, three of them anyway: Nathan McMullen's, Nick Frost, and Michael Troughton's. So, uh, no sign of. Natalie Gomedi. So, uh, anyway, uh, never mind enough about her. Um, <laughs> let's move on to some. Uh, can we, well, this, this doesn't belong in Omega's Tat Corner. It's Quasi Tat, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes, if you want to. Let's call it Quasi Tat. Quasi Tat for our North American friends. Um, Ghost Light. The soundtrack to Ghost Light is going to be released on vinyl uh, via a, a company called Silver Screen. And that will be released on the 13th of October. Um, it's on a double LP version, and uh, yeah, unusual. Yeah, but it's just interesting. It's, 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 it's the vinyl thing, isn't it? Cause it has been released on CD, hasn't it already? Yes, it has. Yeah, um, but I think vinyl's sort of making a bit of a, a bit of a sort of a, having a bit of a renaissance lately, isn't it? There's yes. a big resurgence for getting stuff on vinyl, um, but if I had the if I had the room, I probably would do because there is, there is something about listening to vinyl. Yeah, there was something about having to take out the the record and clean add it, it and exactly, cover. and get the the you know make sure there's no dust on the stylus and yeah, there yeah, there is something about it. There is something about it. Well, uh, there again, you can just press the button. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> on your iPad and listen to the track. I don't know. <laughs> Um, at the I, moment, can't say, I can't say I'm that romanticised that I have to, but I quite like the fact of having to get up at the end of side one and turn it over. To be honest, indeed. Now this is both to pre-order from the Silver Screen uh, website, and it is going for twenty two pounds ninety nine, hmm. uh, which is a lot of money for a, a a double vinyl. But let's be honest, it's not the usual these days, is it? And you, and you are now paying a premium for vinyl. You are indeed. You are indeed. So uh, yeah, it's, it's it looks quite nice anyway. So, but um, but since Ghostlight isn't one of my favourite stories, it seems to be everyone else's apart from mine. Um, everyone held us in very high regard. Um, I, I don't think I'll be in a rush to buy it. So. <laughs> I'm very sorry to say. Very sorry to say. Now, next up in quasi tat, um, BBC Worldwide releasing a DVD box set called The Complete David Tennant Years. Hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so yes, folks, you can. Well, the, well, yeah. the re- repackaged. Yes, you can buy it all again, folks. Dear, oh dear. Um, they really are just clutching at straws now. It's a twenty-six disc collection, um, and it starts off with the Christmas invasion, goes right up to um, last, not last the Time Lords um, thingy. I can't remember. I tried to wipe it from my mind. Yeah. No. I know what you mean. My mind's gone a bit. Yeah, I can't think what it's called. That's terrible. Can't remember what the David Tennant's final story was. That's awful. 
I don't remember it. Go away. Get out of my brain. <laughs> yes, you don't want to go there, do you? No, I don't. I really don't want to go there. Um, now, apparently, this, this box that was originally released for the North American market in 2011. 2011, yeah. Yes, yeah, so... They've been saving it as a special treat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I saw a, a, a rip-off. There you are, so... Perhaps they've just been waiting for, I don't know, it's actually, perhaps they're just waiting to see whether Scotland was still part of the United Kingdom before they... Maybe. Well, the, the actual blurb at the end says it's um, a must-own collection for the Legion of Devoted Doctor Who fans. Yeah. Who, 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 if they're that devoted, will they have actually bought it already, I think? I think not, really. <laughs> I certainly it's, won't be buying it. Yeah, it's pretty much... A rip-off, as you It say. is a rip-off. It's absolute see rip-off. Any point in it. I mean, this, 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 is, this is basically the BBC are going to keep bringing out these until, until Philip Morris has said, I've had enough. Here's some of the old stuff I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Re-release this. Oh, damn, I just remembered it. End of time. Yeah. End of time. Damn, I just remembered it. It's into my brain again. Oh, dear. Right, okay. Um, well, that was the quasi-tat. Let's get on to the real stuff, because now it's time for Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Okay, this is one item of tat that we missed last week. It's actually a week old, this, this item of tat now, um, but because we recorded last Saturday, uh, we missed this one, didn't we? We missed yeah. it. So, yeah, Character Options unveiled the 12th Doctor 3.75-inch figure. Hooray. Um, it costs six ninety nine. And is it out now? I can't actually see in the, in the thing. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but um, it's, it's in, available in store now. Ah, right. Okay, there you go. This this doesn't look too bad. No, it, it, it's okay. It's an improvement on the previous one, which which looked like Den Hegarty from Darts, as, yes. I, as I keep saying. Um, well, they've decided they don't quite need to go with the arched eyebrow. No, indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, it looks okay. Looks okay to me. I've got much more to say about it, really, to be honest. I can't really do a lot with that costume, can I? Not really. Is that... <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I say, it comes in the two guys. He's a regenerated former scene time, the Doctor, and in his stylish new outfit, yeah. which become more familiar as Series 8 progresses. Um, because that actual look he's, he's sporting there has only been seen, what, one and a bit times, really, hasn't it? Yeah. Because he, he wore that at the end of uh, Deep Breath and then all the way through into the Dalek. And since then, that that version of the, of the costume hasn't been seen since. No. But, yeah, they'd, they'd be bringing out the other versions. Oh, no doubt. Just eat at six ninety nine each, folks. <laughs> purple shirt. Yes, purple with jumper. <laughs> Dear, oh, yeah, start saving your pennies, everybody, because, uh, yeah, they'll be coming. They'll be coming. <laughs> although, although I've still got a feeling this is... I have to say, I think I think still think the uh, David Tennant box set is more considered tat than this. To be honest, <laughs> I, I think he was very generous with that, well, that we, escaping. We, well, we tend not to put DVDs and stuff into tat corner, do we? But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, you, you may be right. You may be right there. That, that, that should have gone into the tat corner. I stand corrected. Oh dear, but uh, but that is it for Tat Corner. Uh, that's it for the news. That was very very sort of. That's just the one thing for for uh, Omega to cast his eye over this week. So um, that's it for this little section. So coming up next is our review of Time Heist. So for another week, then that was the news. Right, everyone, it's time to review the latest episode in Series Eight, and that will be Time Heist. This is the bank of Carol Black sauce. Picture the thing you want most in the universe. Decide how badly you want it. We're actually going to do it. Rob the bank. If we don't, we die. We must locate them. What is that? I don't know. Hate not knowing. Are you hungry, boy? The bank is now open. Right, it's my turn to kick off proceedings this week, isn't it? It is. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say off the off the bat, I've only really watched this once properly uh, because I've had sort of like my parents up to stay this week and then when it started at 7.30, it's also the time for my kids to go to bed. So I saw about five minutes and then took the kids to bed. Then I was making mum and dad cups of tea and in and out. And I think I sort of sat down and watched a little bit, maybe sort of about the last 20 minutes 
or so. Surely this is the thing for Chris, is the reason you have grandparents, isn't it? I think it must be, actually. Yeah, so they're supposed to be... Shouldn't, shouldn't they have been dealing with this so you could have put your feet up for once? And... <laughs> Watch Doctor Who, indeed. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so after I, I sort of ran them back to the hotel, then, then I sort of come back and sort of watched it watched it a bit later on. Uh, so I've only really sort of watched it once in a, once in a bit, I suppose you could say. So right. I've watched it properly for a second time. Um, but what I, I did watch, I, it's okay. It's, it's not terrible. Well, I must admit, because I, I did have I did have reservations because this one was written by excuse me um, Steve Thompson, yeah, um, who let's just say he's track oh, record. Oh, let, let, let me go out on a limb here and oh, say I think this is his best work for Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, yes, it is, isn't it? Because I say his, his track record so far hasn't been great, has it? Because he's, he's no. given us uh, Curse of the Black Spot and Journey to the Centre of the Tardis, yeah, uh, both of which we gave a rough time, didn't we? Yes, yes, uh, so. I think this is an improvement. Don't get me wrong, I think this is an improvement. I don't know if that's because Stephen Moffat has sort of chipped in with his stuff as well. Um, but it just didn't seem... It seemed to be a lot about nothing, if you I, see what I mean. I like this. I think this actually suffers from just being... Trying to get too much, to being too quick. You've got yeah. two characters, to which really are introduced so quickly, and then given some backstory one of them's given some backstory the other character actually does get doesn't get any backstory at all no no um we get some backstory for the uh computer argumented human and done pretty much in a matter of fact telling way rather than anything it would have been much better in the old if this had been an old series thing Mm. the first episode would have centered purely on him Yes. And him being tortured or captured or whatever and having to delete his memories. Yes. And the actual bank part of this wouldn't have started till somewhere in episode two. No, probably not. And probably I think not. that's where this suffers from, is because actually you just don't get, you don't care about any of the characters really. No, you, you, you don't at the end of the day. I, I think, think the story's good. I quite like the story. It's, I think what it does suffer from is a lack of Real feeling for the characters. Yeah, to so the think... point of when they're being, when you think they're dying, you're still not really that engaged. No, you're, you're supposed to care like Clara does yeah. about it. But and, actually, and you, 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 you have you have the Doctor's attitude. You're you're actually very much in tune with the. Do- I find myself very much in tune with the Doctor's attitude during this <laughs> because I didn't care about them either, really, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was all. It, it looked great. Um, whether it needed the hustles type uh, slow motion walking into the bank or not, uh, unless that's, that, uh, unless that's, it, that's what they were trying to evoke, yeah, I don't I think, know. I think, I think it was. I think, I think there was a, a set feeling that I suspect Douglas McKinnon was either took it on himself or was given a direction that this this is very much based on hustle. Yes, with getting the how it was done sort of thing right at the end as well. See, I, I didn't mind that little twist, even though you could probably see it coming a mile off. Yeah, I mean, actually, actually one, of the other, one of the other things I've got to say about this, having said, having said yeah, I quite like this, I'm now I'm just going to go for everything I can. <laughs> is, is the fact that it was called Time Heist. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, that is part, that should be almost a twist at the end, that it's a time traveller it was something that could only have been done by a time traveller. Uh, and, well, it sort of was, but not... Well, no, it totally it was. It wasn't. I don't know. Was, was it? It totally was, because, was because on, only someone from the future could have known that the the bank would be opened if everything was... If all the other locks were taken off, the last lock would be opened by the storm. Yeah, that was convenient as well. I didn't. I did particularly. But that, that, oh, what, what, but that, what, but that what was the whole of, thing. What, was the fact that it, that had come from that information had come from the future. But what kind of secure bank can be knocked out by a solar storm? But it wasn't completely. It was the fact that um, he'd had to. Need, he needed sight to take out the the other locks. But the, it was only the last lock that was knocked out, by which the storm. Was, which was an atomic lock or something. Yeah. and he mentioned something at the beginning about. Um, but had the others had the other ones been in place, it still wouldn't have opened up just by that one being knocked out. I was going to so, say because it, the last lock was atomic, and he mentioned something about it cannot be opened. 
because of the molecules are uh, whatever it was scrambled or whatever. Yeah. There was no way it could be opened. Then lo yeah. and behold, he pulls out a solar storm. The, the, not, I'm not talking about the doctor. I mean the writer pulls yeah. out a solar storm, and all, and all of a sudden that that will unscramble these. Surely they just make it worse. I didn't realize uh, solar storms could reorganize um, molecules back into their correct order. It wasn't that. I think. I think it. Well, I don't know. I think it was just that it actually completely. Or was it the Johnny Ball of solar that. storms or something? Or... <laughs> it, no, it just completely. It was supposed to have just completely knocked out that final part of the the lock. But yeah, but the whole point of that was that then it is set up, and the whole reason why it was set up was the fact that it was done because somebody knew the storm would hit at that stage and what that would do. And the only reason, only way someone could have known that was by someone from the future telling them. Yeah, and I still don't like it. <laughs> I, still, I, just, I just didn't like the ending to this at all, to be honest. I thought it was it was relatively okay until it got to that, that bit at the end with the solar storm, which I just thought was nonsense, to be honest. I really did. Um, it, it just, it, as you say, it seemed to be rushed. And it's sort of, it's sort of like, how do we get out of this quickly? Oh, a solar storm. And we'll and we'll put that into the plot, and it just didn't it just didn't sit well with me no, at all. No, that. but the whole the whole point of the solar storm is actually the storm is much worse than they think, and it actually destroys. Now, as I've only watched this once, was there any mention of this solar storm previously in the episode, or did it just drop out of the blue? It does just drop out of the blue. Yeah, see, that's my problem with it. There was because I don't recall any mention of this before, and all of a sudden, oh, there's a solar storm coming. It's worse than we thought. Well, we don't yeah. know what you we don't know what you previously thought because you yeah. never mentioned it but, before. So, but, and, and that, that that's more to do with timing, I think, more than anything. Again, had we had this been a an old four part series, we'd have probably had part of that in part one as well. Them just talking about the storm that's coming, yeah, and predictions as to what it's going to be like, and and being wildly wrong with their predictions. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can, I can, I can. How people can be partly wrong with their predictions, I don't know. <laughs> apparently, people can. Yes, apparently so. I don't know who that could be, but <laughs> I don't know who they are. Um, and, and yeah, so so I think in terms, I think I don't think I don't think this was I don't think the solar storm was written as a he's got so far through the script and then suddenly thought, what? oh, what do I do now? Well, that that's so- I think I think it was always there. I just don't think it was put in. It, you may well have, you could have perhaps had it mentioned right at the beginning at some point that when the, perhaps when the, they was getting information from the architect, they could have been given a time limit or whatever before the storm hit, perhaps. Perhaps. But but now we're filling in the blanks and you should never yeah. have to do that. And not unless no. you're meant to. Like last week's episode, you, you it was left up to you to think, well, was there, wasn't there something hiding Blah blah blah. But this I, week, I, this I week, no, I, it's I, it's just sloppy. I just thought it was really sloppy. I don't necessarily think it was filling in the blanks. I think there was. I just, I just don't think they had enough time, perhaps, to do the do everything they'd set out to do. Perhaps, maybe, more the the problem. And so, certain things were were introduced as they needed to be introduced, rather than dropped in out being of the blue. set up. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I don't think they were done in a way that was. Oh dear, what do we do now? Sort of thing. I think they was. All, I think the story was meant to be there. I mean, that's the whole point of this story, isn't it? I mean, is the fact that this is supposed to be her um, feeling guilty that she let this this species become extinct mm. on her deathbed? It was one of her regrets. Now, how does she do that? If if she suspected as she was, if the doctor had just turned up and said, "You're going to die," release these this her. As she was then, she wouldn't have she wouldn't have believed him, or would have wouldn't have done anything about it. So he had to do it in a way that did it without her knowing what he was doing. Well, it was more to do with also the fact he didn't want the teller to know what he was doing. Yeah, well, the it's not even the teller, yeah, because if the teller knew, then she'd have known. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, and that, she that was more to the point. Although it was on her instructions, there was <clears throat> you find out originally this is actually on her. He was doing this because she'd asked him to. Hmm. Obviously, she he couldn't tell her earlier self that. No, no, no. I, I, I fully understand that bit. I just didn't like the whole solar storm thing. I just did not like that at all. Um, but, but it had to be. Had the had the solar storm not happened, then 
A, you don't. Well, A, you well, you don't get the vault unlocked. No. B, I mean, I'm I'm actually slightly more about the fact of them. If I'm going to have a thing, a thing on this, it's actually on finding the right things that the, the people that he needed to do the job would find what they wanted in the bank vaults. And what bank vault would label stuff under what it is rather than who it belonged to? Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Again, that's what I mean. There's so many... Slightly, slightly more with that than yeah, I have you know, the more, the more I t- Storm and everything else. The more I talk about this, the, the more I'm disliking it now. To be honest, because it's, it's probably just my rubbish way of trying to explain. Well, it. well no, because I just thought it was okay. I didn't dislike it. I didn't. Well, that's point. I didn't. I didn't love it. No, at all. I think I think this this is the weakest episode so far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's only the fifth one, but I think it's out out of the out of the five. This is the weakest, and yet again, I mean, but yet again, we find Stephen Thompson producing the weakest of the one so far, um, which makes you wonder whether he should be writing for Doctor Who, because I don't think he can write sci-fi. And certain writers not, can't. I'm not so sure. Actually, I I, I mean, I, I did enjoy this. I will say I, I'm going to disagree with you, and I did enjoy this. And I think it's worked on a reasonable level. Okay, there was some bits that you just thought, okay, I'm yeah, not totally sure that that would be how something would be. But I think reasonably stood up. It was it, I quite like the fact that he it gives he sets up the sort of loop where he gives him gives her his number to ring him. Yeah. Because he knows that he sent him there that he's he sent he's sort of worked out enough that he knows he sent himself there, that he is the architect. Even at that point he doesn't know what it is he's been sent there for. But can only guess that it's then to do with her yeah so he has to give her information then to contact and he and he's worked out that he's done it from the future so he then worked that it must be her from the future telling him to be there oh yeah no, i fully understand that bit i mean it, I, I, it just didn't excite me to be honest it, i say i just felt it was okay yeah you know, um I'd, I'd, oh, sorry about yeah. that. No, I just, I just thought it was okay. I, I just yeah. really didn't. I, I, it didn't. It didn't um, hook me like the others have so far. Yeah, I, I think to be honest, it's it's. it's it, I don't think for me, I don't think it's the story. If anything, I've got problems with this. It's just that I don't actually feel that much for the other characters no. involved. I think they're introduced too quickly, and. Yeah, without really, and then and then they're sort of given a back. Well, as I say, one of them's given a backstory, which is, which would have been good if you could have actually, if they could have actually have done it in a linear way, mm. rather than him just explaining to. Talk, talk, talking of uh, linear way, yet again we get another um, flashback to Danny Pink and Clara. Yeah, um, it seems to be that this this is the way they seem to want to sort of progress the relationship, as in flashback. Yeah, they say I, I don't mind that. I don't mind it, but I don't want it in every episode, if you know what I mean. I know it's very, very brief this week. Um, and last week's it worked because it, it was in flashback, but then she went forward in time to that flashback. Yeah, and, so and, and, was, and, it, and, and it was integral to last week's it story. It was, it was, yeah. Um, um, it, was, suppose, it was very throwaway this week, wasn't it, that little bit? Um, the whole, it was. I think it's know. just telling you. I think, I think they're just trying to get you into the fact that um, there's... A Clara's life is pretty much goes on without the Doctor. Mm. There, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is she's definitely not like a, a, the previous companions that were pretty much living full time in the TARDIS. Even if they, even in the current series where they've gone back to visit family members and friends from their current time, mm. they've still tended to be living in the TARDIS. Yeah, that's it. They sort of just they just tend to pop back home like, as a visit, really, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They visit, whereas you get the feeling that actually it's the Doctor that visits Clara rather than mm. Clara visiting her people she knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, all right, and fair enough, if you want to set that up, then I suppose you've then got to keep it as in uh, he keeps going to pick her up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what did you think of um, the sort of the leading actors this week? Um, yeah, okay, I'm just, but but just 
they they was okay in their acting. It's just you you just didn't feel for the characters, and I don't think that's their fault. No, I mean, I mean, sort of the Doctor and Clara. How do you think they they? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. That's the lead the leading uh, characters. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, I actually, I mean, to be honest, this is the first one where the Doctor has completely taken charge. Mm. Clara yeah, in this yeah. is really a minor character, right the way through. Really, I don't think there's much. I mean, other than other than being showing compassion for the the person originally accused in the, in bank, the bank of yeah a criminal attempting a criminal act. Other than that, and saying to him about not using the um, device, which they think is to kill them and save them from pain. Mm. That really is as much as Clara does in this. Yeah. Well, apart episode. from the apart from the bit where she gets stopped by the teller, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, when she has sort of blank her mind, that's that's about it, really. She doesn't sort of save the day or anything in this one. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's all very, the Doctor, it, isn't it? It is very much the Doctor. I mean, and, and people that have been complaining that actually the Doctor isn't really doing a lot in these episodes. Well, this was one where he actually. Did. I mean, it, it's actually all about what the Doctor's done and mm. what the Doctor's doing and the fact that he then begins to work it out himself as well. Yeah. It's only really the the last bits at the end that he needs help with from the teller. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now, we mentioned um, the character of Miss Del Fox earlier, earlier on, as played by Keely Hawes. Um, I thought she was going to have a bigger part in this to be honest, it was almost—I mean, it was almost like cameo status, wasn't it? Really, it was. Yeah, I thought she'd sort of be more of a sort of more of a how can I put it, sort of a, a threat, a visible threat all the way through it. But she she wasn't really. To no, honest, I, I, like, I mean, they I, used the, the teller for that thing, which I suppose it, 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 that goes back to the Doctor of old, a monster chased him through corridors. Yeah, which you know, basically that's what it was. Uh, I, I, uh. No, there's nothing wrong no, with that. No, there's not. There's not. Um, and, and the fact, actually, that the twist of the fact that she isn't... You, you tend to think of her as the... Miss Delfox is the baddie, but she's actually as, fra- as afraid as anybody there mm. that if things have gone wrong. Yes, yeah, because you find that she's a clone. Yeah. It's actually... Um, was it Carabraxos? Yes. Is Madame, the, uh, Carabraxos, Madame yes. Carabraxos is the actual villain of the piece. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, she just wasn't given a lot to do, really, was she, Keely Hawes? No, but I suppose it wasn't really that sort of story. It's difficult as to what else can you have that sort of character doing other than giving orders. Mm. Yeah, it there's, there's, there's really not a lot um, they can be doing because they're reacting to what the Doctor's doing. I mean, considering it wasn't her they were sort of operating a sting on or something, was it? It wasn't... No. I think then then she might have played a bigger part, but because it was actually they literally were just trying to rob the bank, uh, yeah. you know, she didn't have a lot to do, which I thought was a shame, really. No, to be honest, I thought yeah. it was a shame. But, uh, and the fact when when you actually get her, and she's been cornered by them, hmm. it's the fact that both of them don't really quite know what the other one's there for. No, exactly. So it all become it's, it gets a bit. Neither of them have that bigger part there either. She no. doesn't have that big a part there either because she's not quite sure all she wants to do at that stage is realised that she needs to get out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, as I say, it's not. That's, this is why it didn't really grab me because you say none of the characters are given anything to do. You said there's no. Um, as you said, there's no background to Sai or I can't remember how you pronounce it. Was it Cybra or Sabra, whatever it was? Sabra. Uh, um, no backstory. And then when no. and when they're both, you think they're both killed, they're both, or they commit suicide basically and then you see them appear as the guards yeah to, to rescue the doctor and clara it wasn't exactly a yes punch the air moment they're back they're alive or anything like that it was oh yeah. oh they're there you know it, it, it i say nothing because really... you just didn't really that careful you didn't that. exactly like, you, you didn't have that into the their characters really yeah um but anyway i mean the um actually you're going back to the bit where you said about the uh, that customer they sort of accuse as, as being, you know, robbing the bank. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty, how can I put it, sort of pretty gruesome to what was happening to him. Then you see that the, the after effects were basically, he's, he's, well, his head had basically caved in, hadn't it? Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, that was pretty. And the doctor saying we can't do anything for him, it's just soup. Yeah. His brain's you know, just soup. Um, and again, it's a very, very callous thing of the doctor to say, really. They just turned his mind to soup. And Clara's saying, but he's, he's in pain, he's crying. He said, no, it's just soup. Yeah. Um, it was pretty yeah, I mean, it, cold of the doctor again, wasn't it? It's pretty much. I mean, they are setting him up like that. And you have with. Uh, Sai saying to, saying to her about is that why they call you the do- doctor because it's a detached view, isn't it? Yeah, P- detached professional view or whatever. So and, and then he, ra- he then he rounds on Sai, doesn't he? Yeah, so like, so we're alive. You know that's what I'm here yeah. to do. So if you want someone's shoulder, to, well, when this is over, you, you'll probably want to find someone's shoulder to cry. Well, yeah, at, but while we're here, you need me. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd, so I'm, I really yeah. like, and that is it's. it's some people still aren't sure about Capaldi's Doctor yet, but I'd, I'd like this aspect to him. Yeah. You know, I like that it's more... Um, and I'm going against the grain, despite what all the experts say, it is a more alien Doctor. Yeah. It is. I don't I don't care what they say, but there's more... He's gone on the more human journey and blah, 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 blah. But no... But it's, it's also it's, giving us the contrast from Tennant and Smith's Doctor, isn't it? Which were the human and trying to... Caring too much. Yeah, almost. well, it's it's also more of a contrast between the Doctor and the Companion, which we haven't had in a long time. Yeah, because before it was all the Doctor's super brain; he knows everything, yada yada yada. But um, but he's also been very, especially his last couple of incarnations, has been very sort of human like. Um, this one is very cold, detached, less likely to uh, you want to go for a pint with. Yeah, than any of them we've had in recent years. Um, but again, it's, it's given a clear distinction between he is a Time Lord and his companion is human. Yeah. There's a more clear distinction now, and I'm, and I'm liking that. I'm really and, liking that. And when he sees the bigger picture. Yes. In this, you know, saving the, trying to save the person at the beginning wasn't the bigger picture. No. The bigger picture was saving a species. Exactly. Yeah. Now, talking of uh, the species, we don't actually know what their what their species is, but the the, the teller. Um, yeah. What do you think of the design? I thought it was quite good. I thought it worked. Yeah, I did really well. Um, until I thought it worked well until you saw them both walking away off into the sunset, into the sunset, where the costume yeah. looked bloody awful. Yeah. Because um, I actually thought, well, that, why are they wearing slacks? <laughs> <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I thought when it, when they were both chained up. In, the, in with the big collars and everything, it yeah. worked. I think it worked really well. And I like the animatronics on the eyes and the mouth, and um, little attention to, to details as well. When when the mouth opened, you could see like um, saliva, yeah, parting when the lips parted and everything. That that was little things like that was really sort of gave it a bit of life. You know, it was. Um, I like that, but that in the end though, when they both walked away, the, the, the suits didn't look that great to me. Yeah, there there was almost that scene you wasn't quite sure about where you was to yeah whether they quite pulled that off yeah um and what actually talking of I mean that was part of the ending what do you think of the ending where he, he dropped them all off and off he went and I suppose I, I suppose what else can you do really yeah because usually uh, usually you don't see what happens to these people do you that they, they I, mean, I suppose he, he he felt duty bound to drop them back off somewhere since he roped them into all of this didn't he? yeah so. Yeah, once he'd saved them, I suppose there wasn't unless unless she was going to do that by hint Clara saying, "Well, now we've dropped them off." Yes, what, are you going to get me back from my date? Mm. That would have been the only other way you could have done it, and perhaps we'd had a bit too much already of explaining one of the characters explaining what's just happened. Yeah, see it. Yeah. So no, I've got no. I had no problem with that. I think that was just yeah, fine. Do that at the end. Yeah, that's it. Um, a few little uh, callbacks and stuff. You had the uh, the memory worms from the snowmen. Yeah. Again. Um, and some other... Um, actually, before I get to the other bits, there was the uh, another mention of the Clara getting the, the, the TARDIS phone number from, the, from a woman in a shop. Yeah. Um, still don't know if that is Madame Del Fox or Madame Carabraxos or it's a, a another. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's, well, I mean, what, what we have and what we had last week which we never we never what, what or what rather what we haven't had mm. is for much further any more sites of missy or the promised land the promised lands no exactly. Has, exactly having having said in 
Robert, Robert, the robot of Sherwood, that yes. was, is this going to be every week? We haven't seen it since. No, we haven't, have we? It looks like my, my so wish good they're listening to us. Yes. <laughs> the fact that it was a few months ago. It's a, no, they're listening to us. That's why it's not in. So the Who's podcast is finding it repetitive. Quick, cut it out. <laughs> we'll lose viewers. <laughs> You'll have to wait for that and the beheading scene to be in the box set. <laughs> Uh, now, the other thing as well was when Sai is uh, visualising all those other criminals. Yeah. As well, a very, very quick glimpse of, the, of all the mug shots. Um, now, obviously, the one that everyone's got excited about the last few weeks, and I thought, I'm not going to talk about it yet because the episode hasn't aired, and that was the little, the brief little glimpse of Absalom Dark from the Doctor Who comics. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with that particular character? No, actually. There's Absalom Dark Dalek Killer. Right. Um, he's very sort of very, very famous... Um, Character, I think, drawn by Steve Dillon, I believe, um, from Dot Two Comics. So, um, yeah, I remember reading that when I was a kid, and uh, yeah, so that was that was great to see, actually. Even the reference in the comic books now. But you also saw uh, Captain John Hart from Torchwood. I think a Senserite was in there as well. Yeah, a Savine, a, a gunslinger from a town called Mercy. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't paused it to see what uh, or other ones. But there was quite a few. It sort of quickly whipped through. There, and but, I suspect uh, were were some of the other the old sort of mugshots. Do you think they were nineteen thirties American criminals as well? Just well known American criminals. Perhaps we don't. I wonder if uh, Bonnie and Clyde were in there somewhere. Is that some of them had that sort of shot yeah. to them? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And I was just wondering that as to whether anyone's going to actually pull that, or are they just going to turn out to have been members of the crew? <laughs> <laughs> It could be. Funny now. Yeah, like in, uh, like in uh, uh, Brain of Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did notice, though, actually, they had to start repeating it while he was still doing his scenes. Because the was... gunslinger appeared again later on. He did, yeah. Well, <laughs> Should the coral cut with a few more notorious you, you criminals? I <laughs> thought they could have gone through a bit more. I mean, you had an Ice Warrior, didn't you? Oh, that's right. But the funny thing was, it was actually a, a 1960s Ice Warrior. Warrior, yeah. Which is interesting. Oh, yes. well, we're going to see the Ice Warriors again. Will that trouble make that lovely costume? Um, yeah, I suspect so. I, suspect I hope we do. I hope yeah. we do. Because it would be a shame if we didn't. But, uh, anyway, um, are we are we done on this now? Because we're now talking yeah. about Ice Warriors. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we're probably going to disagree on this I one, think we are going to disagree. I, I, say, I didn't completely dislike it. I just found after the previous few weeks, it's been a disappointment, this one. I, I didn't... Yeah. I didn't I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was just okay. There were some nice bits and pieces. I think it was well directed. Uh, I thought a lot. Of the set design was nice. The creature design was good. Uh, bits of the, the story were good. It, it was just certain things. It just felt it was just sort of dropped in as a get out of jail free card to my mind, anyway. So um, yeah, I, I was just disappointed from that from that point of view. Really, I, I really liked it. I thought it was. I, I thought it was. Pretty well done, and I quite like the ending to it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and okay. how that okay. linked round. Well, I think I think we can all say neither of us have, have completely disliked an episode yet. No, no. So because I thought this one was okay. It's, it, to me, this is a middling episode. No. To me, but um, yeah, but at least we haven't. We haven't turned around and outright said I hated that complete story. So. No. <laughs> And Which we, is we good. have now, and we have now got past the Stephen Thompson one. <laughs> Unfortunately, next week we've got Gareth Roberts. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, another one of my um, least favourite writers for Doctor Who. I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, I haven't really enjoyed a lot of his stuff, and I find them a little bit samey. So let's see what he can do next week. I'm not overly <laughs> confident having seen the trailer. <laughs> no, me neither. Um, it looks. Well, I, I, let's not say anything, but I'll yeah. well, sod it. Um, it, <laughs> <laughs> it looks to be like um, the Lodger stroke closing time in style again, doesn't it? Yeah, we're going to have something set on Earth. Something, so, something set in modern day Earth. Yeah. Uh, and I, no, he, he did write um, The Unicorn, The Wasp, you know, so. Um, and didn't he also write. Oh, crikey. Shakespeare Code. Um, I'm trying to think now. Didn't you also write that one as well? Uh, I'm trying to 
trying to think now or have a look. Whichever yes, he did. Shakespeare Code, Unicorn and the yeah. Wasp, The Lodger and Closing Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shakespeare Code's okay. Unicorn and the Wasp. Yeah, I think we I think we we we, we said it was okay, didn't we? Yeah, it, um, it was all right, and it, it was all right in places. Yeah, it was an interesting idea. Yeah, the lodger was okay. Closing time was downright oh, too much like the lodger, lodger and uh, therefore downright bloody awful. So yeah, <laughs> and, and and what we don't want is the caretaker to be going the same sort of way. But no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't know. We're, we're, are we dismissing this before we really get there? We might be. We might be. We could really thoroughly uh, enjoy it. Yes. Do you think we will? We'll find I out next week. <laughs> we until, find... until, until I've watched it, I'm at least going to give it that much. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, folks, so don't forget Doctor Who's on at 8.30, starting next week. So, you know, adjust your, your, your schedules accordingly. And, uh, yes, so we shall return with our review next week of The Caretaker. So, until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Who's he?